1: And now, here's your host.
0: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On today's podcast, I wanted to talk about a specific thing that happened at the Walt Disney World Resort in 1974. And it has some historical significance outside of Disney World. And that is the breakup of the Beatles. And you're probably wondering the break of the Beatles, you know, that happened. What does that have to do with Disney World? Well, there's a story here and I wanted to share that with you a little bit. There's a kind of an interesting little context. So remember that, you know, celebrities come to the Walt Disney World Resort and to a degree Disneyland all the time. It's just the way it works. You know, people come there, they stay, you and I stay there, celebrities stay there, you know, high profile people stay there, whatever. Disney kind of keeps it quiet. Sometimes these people just go out into the parks and you would never even notice they're there because they're just integrating just like anybody else. You know, they keep kind of a low profile. Sometimes they use the uh, the Disney services of being able to go around and have the uh, tour guide. So they kind of poke in and out of places. So if they're really uh, recognizable people, you don't see them uh, very much unless they're in a queue somewhere. Sometimes they go to the exits and uh, are able to ride the attraction that they want to ride. And sometimes it's just, uh, you know, uh, they're just there and they're having fun. You might recognize them and they're cool with it. So, you know, you may see someone there at any given time. You never know. And the Beatles themselves were no exceptions. They actually, all four members of the Beatles used to go to Disneyland and Disney World, and they all enjoyed themselves. They all kind of liked the parks to some degree and and kind of enjoyed it. And John Lennon, in particular, really enjoyed uh, his time going with his son, Julian, uh, that his his and Yoko Ono's son, Julian, would... uh, Come with them to the parks and he would have a great time with them they'd have some fun and so there's various pictures of him uh, at various disney resorts whether it was uh, at disney world disneyland riding different attractions he and his son obviously john lennon was fairly recognizable so people knew when he'd be there but this story is specific to john lennon and the time the beatles broke up so the story goes that the beatles themselves were very popular in the 60s and by the time the 70s came around they had kind of fallen out of sorts. Uh, they all kind of went their separate ways. They were starting individual careers. They really couldn't get along as a group anymore. There were a lot of uh, various issues. And a lot of it had to do with their wives, significant others, girlfriends, whatever it might've been, not getting along and you know, kind of whispering in their ears. And so a lot of that had to do with that. Um, There was also the uh, specter of drug use and alcohol use and all the partying and all these things. And they kind of had different uh, thoughts about where their careers should be going and what they should be able to do. Look, they could still pack them in and pack them in, and they still had some great music, but they all had individual talents that they wanted to take on the road and do themselves. So each one of them kind of had a different thought about what they want to do. And by the early 1970s, they had started to go their separate ways. And John Lennon himself, he had more of a uh, sort of a, sort of a, I would call, I wouldn't call it a mental breakdown, but sort of a a mental issue with doing all the things he was doing. Some of his uh, albums that he was putting out as a solo artist really weren't as successful as maybe they could have been. And he had a lot of uh, difficulty with that, that it just wasn't, didn't really go the way he wanted it to go. He was having these hallucinogenic moments. He was taking drugs and doing different things. And some of his music didn't really work when it came to that. Plus, People people blame his wife, Yoko Ono, for some of the breakup there and some of the things that happened. Now, whether she did or didn't have anything to do with it, I really can't say. But I do have to say that some of the pictures of them were a little bit weird and kind of uh, felt kind of strange, and maybe it did have something to do with it. I really don't know. So anyway, uh his uh his artistic career kind of took a different path. I mean, you know, you can you can think about George Harrison had some success. Paul McCartney had a lot of success, and Ringo Starr, you know, he had a little help. He worked with other people, and he did some work with uh, John Lennon along the way, too, and he had some moderate success. But John Lennon, he was the one that everyone thought was going to be successful, and he put out a lot of material, but it just didn't have that success. So at some point, with creative difficulties, his wife decided that it was time for them to take a break. And uh, one of the things she suggested was that he should spend time with her assistant, uh, a woman by the name of May Pang and uh, they should go off and tour the world together. And so with her guidance and her blessing, I guess, John went and did that. And he took May Pang around different, where and every, uh, different places around the world. And Julian would join them, their, his son. And they would go off and they would kind of go places and do things. They spent a lot of time in LA, and a lot of time in New York, some time in Palm Beach. Um, and then there were other places they went as well. But for about 18 months, the two of them were together. And that period of time was called The Lost Weekend. And they were kind of, he was refreshing himself and renewing himself and he was finding his way again. And among the things he did was he went to Disneyland and Disney World with his son and May uh, a couple of times. Now, how many times he went? Sort of anybody's guess. It's that thing about how do you know how many celebrities go and how often they go and where they go and whatever. There were pictures that popped up along the way of uh, Julian on the teacups with John, of uh, John standing with a monorail pilot. There's a famous picture of him standing with a monorail pilot. Um, and the, it's undated and it's unclear when exactly that was. But there was one other time that John went, and we do know that he was there at that time, and uh, it has a significance. And here's here's the story. So. Sometime around right after Christmas of 1974, so, you know, December 27th, 28th, something like that, uh, John and May Pang went and they stayed at the Polynesian Resort. Now, how do we know they were at the Polynesian Resort? We would otherwise never know that. Well, we know it because of a couple of factors. The first one is some random guest happened to take a picture. There was an event going on, you know, one of these, you know, uh, entertainment type things that goes on sometimes. And uh, that was going on, and John and May were standing there watching it. And so there's a picture of them standing in front of the Polynesian. And that person who took the picture says it was dated December 28th or so of 1974. So there you go, we know they were there. The other way we know they were there was over the course of that 18 months that John was uh, dealing with his own personal demons or whatever you wanna call them, he actually uh, was off the grid and no one knew where he was for the most part. I guess Yoko knew to some degree and his his main attorney knew, knew to some degree where he was but they didn't know exactly where he was. So during that time, the rest, of the the other three Beatles had gotten together and they decided they wanted to finally dissolve the band formally and uh, do all the legal things. They had been a band for a long time. They had a lot of things in their portfolio um, from music royalties to copyrights, to patents, to other things that they had. Incidentally, totally aside from this story, um, the Beatles had copyrighted the term Apple Music and the When the Apple company came along and Steve Jobs started it off, and Steve started it because he worked at an Apple orchard uh, as one job that he had during the 1970s, they decided to call it Apple Computer and the Beatles legal team came to Steve Jobs and the Apple company and said, "Hey, you can name it this, but you can't call it Apple Music ever and so that was fine with him because they were creating computers. Years later, when they decided to get into the music business and they were going to call it Apple Music, they had to negotiate with the Beatles organization to be able to license that and use it as the title of what they were doing with their music. Kind of a funny story, right? So it just kind of encapsulates all the problems with the legality. And back to my previous podcast about all the legalities and all these different entities that own things and who has copyrights to different things. Same principle here. Same principle applies here. So you've got this uh this organization uh, the Beatles, that's breaking up, and they want to dissolve their company and they want to go di- their separate ways and be totally independent and not work together anymore so the other three Beatles sign the document that officially dissolves the Beatles and distributes all the uh, royalties and everything the way according to whatever plan they came up with and John's attorney is there, and he's negotiating on John's behalf and whatever, but John needs to sign the official document so why we know that John was at the Polynesian was because he found out, his lawyer found out he was at the Polynesian, and they sent a courier to the Polynesian Hotel to deliver the uh, documents to John so he could sign the official documents to dissolve the Beatles. And then he couriered it back to New York um, so that it could be officially registered and everyone would be a part of it. So it was kind of interesting. So we know that piece of evidence as well. We also have from May Pang some specific information. May said they were in the Polynesian Hotel. This was one of those times, and when he got that document, it was December, I believe, it was 28th of 1974. Um, he got that document and he signed it, and he asked her to take a picture of it. So she actually has a picture of him signing the document uh, that dissolves the Beatles, and you can see from the trappings around the room that it probably is the Polynesian. So there's a good likelihood that that's the case. Um, She also talked about the fact that she was there and they were staying in the Polynesian on the first floor of one of the longhouses that faces the pool. Now, if you're familiar with the layout of the hotel, there's only two longhouses that face the pool. And she says they were in an end room and they could just step out and go to the pool. So there's really only two rooms that meet that criteria. So it was probably, it had to be one of those two rooms they were staying in. So we kind of know where they were staying. So it's kind of interesting, you know, when you think about it, that the Beatles actually broke up at Disney World. So kind of funny. Now, there's a lot of other stories about people having talked about whether they, you know, what what they did and knowing knowing where they were and knowing, you know, having pictures and photographic evidence and whatever, but I don't believe any of that's true. The only evidence we have is her her picture of him taking the, uh, signing the document and the one random photo of them being at the resort. Now there is one, one picture that's attributed to them being at the resort and it's, uh, they're sitting by the pool, and John is wearing a green Mickey Mouse shirt. The problem with this particular picture is it's in color, and the person who claims to have taken the picture was an official photographer who worked with the Beatles for a long time, and specifically John, and he says he took the picture, and he took it in Palm Beach, not at Disney World. From John's own memoirs, he said he bought that shirt at Disney World and wore it the next day when he went to the Palm Beach. So I don't believe that's the picture, and there's one other thing about this. May Pang said she only had one camera with her. The pictures she has of John sitting in the room and signing the document are in black and white. If you're not familiar with the history of cameras, when you had a camera and you only had one camera, you would put a roll of film in it. The film would either shoot 12, 24, or 36 exposures. It was either black and white or color, and you never replaced it midway through. So the fact that she had other black and white pictures him doing that means that she was shooting in black and white at that time so she would have had a picture of him in black and white not in color now it's possible after that role ran out she would take a picture of him and she might have loaded color film in there and taken a picture but it seems unlikely people got attached to the kind of pictures they were taking for artistic reasons people use black and white so you know you never know but anyway just kind of an interesting aside so we do know that the Beatles actually broke up there at the Walt Disney World Resort in the Polynesian Hotel. So it's kind of an interesting, significantly historical thing from a music perspective, not necessarily from a Disney perspective, but it's kind of interesting. And the oh, by the way, is there's another story that May tells of them having been on the monorail heading around toward uh, the Magic Kingdom at some point. And there was a uh, I guess they were seated in a row with their backs to another family and the boy was talking to his dad, and and they were talking about things, and the dad said, hey, I understand one of the Beatles is staying here. And the boy said, oh, which one? He goes, I think it's George Harrison. And May Pang started laughing, and then John Lennon turned around, and he goes, oh, (laughs) I guess it's not George Harrison. It's just one of those funny things, whether it's true completely or not, it's just kind of amusing, that the, uh, that's the way it worked, and you know that people, you know, already had these ideas of who was there, and you know they get excited about some celebrity being there. But until they see them, it's like, oh, it's John Lennon, not George Harrison. So that's the story. That was the story of the Beatles actually being dissolved, breaking up, at uh, Disney's Polynesian Resort Hotel there at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Most times you don't hear about something happening that's of significance. You hear about a celebrity visiting. Hey, that's great. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting people who visited and gone through the parks. Sometimes celebrities rent out some portion of the park for themselves, for their own private purposes. But typically they just go through the park and they do whatever they're going to do. And you may not even know they're there. Sometimes it's hard to miss them. In the case of like, say, Dennis Rodman, when I saw him walking through with his brightly colored hair and he's seven feet tall anyway, maybe not quite seven, but you get the idea. He stands out in a crowd, hard to miss him. Um, but on the other hand, there were other celebrities. I remember standing on a, a monorail platform and, uh, one time and standing next to a, a Dolphins football player who was not of any note, but I recognized him because I'm a fan of the team or was at the time anyway. And I recognized him and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You know, but nobody else noticed. You know, so it's one of those things you just see and you go, oh, that's kind of cool. So it's kind of interesting. You know, people come and visit all the time, but typically there's no real story to tell. It's just, hey, I saw so-and-so. But here in this case, something actually happened. The Beatles actually broke up here and it's kind of a fascinating story. One of those things that kind of gets lost to history along the way because you never really remember this story about John Lennon actually going to Walt Disney World during the time he was with May Pang and signing the documents to uh, dissolve the Beatles. May also said that when he signed it, he got this wistful look like he was remembering all the times that he had uh, with the Beatles and sort of that, you know, he was, he was reflecting on that for a few minutes uh, as he signed the document. So it had that emotional grip to it. So kind of interesting. Now I'll put a link, I did this. I did a video of the same thing in my Lost and Found series. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes page so you can go check it out uh, and see what, uh, see what I had to say about it. You can see the sites and see what I had to say about it specifically and see some of the pictures I had. Um, and uh, you maybe get a different taste of it that way. Also, May Pang is selling a collection of the photos. If you're a Beatles fan or you're a Disney fan and have an interest in this, I'll put a link to it. If you're interested, go check it out. I'm making nothing off of it. I just happened to come across this, and I thought I'd share it. So that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.